When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna laugh at you. You're listening to the Jersey Ghouls. Hey everybody. What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. And today we are diving into a subgenre that I have to say I, I didn't it has never been my thing. Uh, Hammer horror films were never part of my experience growing up. I don't know about you, Jackie. No, honestly, I, you know, these are one of the movies I have probably caught bits and pieces of these movies, like if they played on cable, like randomly. But I have personally never sought out a Hammer horror movie, only because I've always heard, while, you know, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee and Oh My God, uh, honestly, I've always heard they've just been like, you know, low budget, schlocky, just kind of like, and not in the good way that I like that kind of schlock. Like they're kind of like low budget in, like they've always really been equated to like, like uh, full moon movies. Like, you know oh, what I mean? Okay. Like it's been those kind yeah. of things. So it's one of those things where I never particularly sought them out as much as I enjoy older films. And like I said, Peter Cushing's adorable and Christopher Lee is Dracula. Like it's iconic. I just, I never got around to it. So this is truly my first viewing of, of Hammer Horror. Yeah, I mean, I know we did some Hammer Horror briefly uh, for some other episodes here and there, but this is my first deep dive into it. I think maybe it was an, a, an age thing. I think we were born in the 80s, so we kind of missed out on the heyday. Like we weren't pervy teens when Hammer Horror films were around. It's weird when I think about like the video stores and the horror movies, because of my age, I think of 80s horror movies, you know, like yeah. I never remembered going into the, like the movies theater, um, the, the video stores and being like, oh, yeah. That's I'm going to get those. So it's like, there's no real for me there. I don't even think they were in the, they weren't even in the video stores that much when we were kids. So for me, it's, it's not, I think we missed it generationally. Yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a London based movie studio. Horror Hammer is, is you could have something to do with it too. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's, it wasn't, I think by the eighties though, it was a little bit more accessible to us, but I agree. Like at the time when we were at the age to be sitting down and, and going through our video store stuff. Yeah, it was, I feel like I remember a few like VHS covers with mm. Christopher Lee on them. But again, like, yeah, like I never, this was, I, I think 
I always, not that I heard a bad rap about Hammer Horror. It was just like, they were kind of in a, in a universe of their own. Yeah. And not in like a video nasties kind of universe where I was so tempted and wanted so badly to get my hands on it. Cause it felt like I was being, you know, um, somehow sneaky or, or salacious by doing so it and I gotta tell you after this I'm so happy that I never it, like I am I am so hard pass moving forward for me on yeah. Har- Hammer Horror yeah I fucking hated both of these movies and really? yeah and I knew you you weren't gonna be as hard on them as I am I think and and I think there's a lot of interesting stuff to chat about with both of these films so I'm excited that we're doing these films but God, I fucking hate. I do not want to watch our Hammer Horror movies because I just want to fucking take a shower after them. I just feel like I somehow am am complacent or somehow responsible in the victimization of fucking young women when I watch this film. So I I just I just I do. I want to take a shower and I want to donate more money to a Me Too movement somewhere and I want to remind myself that the world is a better place than it was in the early 1970s. And that's all I can say. My thesis on Hammer Hammer Horror is take a shower donate to a good cause and just pretend you didn't just fucking somehow participate in horrible things in the world <laughs> I, I don't have quite the same uh quite that's the same surprising takeaway. that's fair that's uh fair. no honestly for me so you know we we picked hammer horror for uh, and we didn't mention this so this is this every is time you say hammer horror i just want to be like the rural juror hammer horror Hammer hard, murder, 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 murder. Uh, no, we so we picked Hammer. Uh, this is our 1970s. You mean the Hammer Horror? The Hammer Horror. Yeah, no. So we failed to mention that in the beginning. We are continuing our decades episode. That's right. This we is, did the 70s. This is the 1970s, and we figured that this would be a good slice of the 70s doing Hammer. Yeah. Um, I have to say that after watching these two movies, which by the way we picked them kind of based on some internet list of like, what are the best Christopher Lee uh, hammer from the seventies? Or like, what are the best overall hammer from the seventies? Right. How many I titties am like, I going to get for my pay? You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> like, I feel like we may have picked the wrong decade because I feel like this was toward like the, the end of things. Like, I feel like maybe for the, the better more popular like maybe that should have been the 60s you're right maybe we should go back and do early hammer horror i think maybe we were trying my, to do my honest opinion on these movies is i didn't i didn't hate them but i didn't necessarily like them okay. like these were just like they were just legitimately just very average mediocre uh, predictable see, they brought, like uh, they see, were they just like me up they I, yeah. so let's let's dive in um do you want to okay. start with twins of evil this is sure. a new- 1971 directed by john huff who would go on to do nothing else worth mentioning it does have peter cushing in it which is always a silver lining he's playing a a very bad like uh puritan from from syria or something like austria is that where this this maybe takes place yes so this this does take place in central europe it's during the it takes place during the worst of like the witch hunts and this i guess while salem was going through its own jazz of course, Europe had its own uh, witch hunts and all that good stuff. But I mean, and historically, it was a tragic time. It was worse in Europe than it was in America. It was truly a horrible victimization of women and marginalized people. Obviously, we don't need to do a history lesson here, but it's playing. Basically, the theme of Twins of Evil is see the real evil is the organized religion, which, of course, I know you you have a soft spot for anytime that's the theme of anything. And the real <laughs> Twins of Evil were actually the good guy from the church 
and the bad guy who became the satanic vampire because they're so subversive and smart over at Hammer Horror that they're making such, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm a little salty about their on-the-nose th- theming. Um, but basically, they they took two Playboy buddies. They made them into twins. They made Jimmy Fallon's oh, no, doppelganger. I think genetics made them into twins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't know what's going on at that Playboy Mansion, what kind of freaking crazy crap they got going on. But and <laughs> good one (laughs) um and the story is about how um jimmy fallon's doppelganger plays count what's his face what's his face or constant you gotta admit that guy looks just like jimmy fallon he did he did resemble jimmy spooky how much that kid that guy's gotta be jimmy fallon's illegitimate father (laughs) um but basically these girls get in with this count guy who literally my favorite can i just say my one favorite part yeah when he goes satan <laughs> at the end of his because you know what what's a satanic ritual if you don't then yell satan at the what end. i'm saying that's what i did too I'm I was, it from how on <laughs> me too i was like hell satan <laughs> right right crank up some dl i'm like fucking hey <laughs> we'll say i am here for the satanic ritual scenes they make me giggle they, there's I'm, I'm telling you like this it was so funny to watch because yeah peter P- peter cushing is adorable but Who's yes tough? very very he actually he reminded me of the bad guy from disney's hunchback from from notre dame <laughs> he kind of reminded because peter cushing i'm like um, can, we talk about, can we talk about divine cheekbones on peter cushing i know it's like is he like does he actually look like that or is he really 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 sick like i can't <laughs> um, he does look he just Ill. He, <laughs> always just looks so scary uh no but he i i this was the one that i liked i like twins of evil over the satanic rites of dracula only because (gasps) you know me and i like i like when we have like a fun female villain because that's that's always fun i can get behind a villain oh my god you thought she was a fun female villain the one my favorite one of my favorite parts of the movie was um when they were in the school and like they bring in the body because like Peter Cushing's like you need to see what evil looks yeah, like, and intense. they show the body of the teacher and the one the bad twin Frida. She had yeah. the funniest smirk on her face. She like, did. Oh, she had a shitty oh, grin on her oh, face. No. She did. The teacher does. <laughs> Maybe she's one who ate her. It cracked me up. Uh, look, I, I don't know. No, I she was, was a bad bitch by it. the end. That's yeah. fair. I can't believe she did her sister so dirty. So basically, yeah. it's a classic witchcraft tale here's okay so here's why i i felt a pit of of just grossness from the, from the second this film started because the opening credits were literally juxtaposed on a scene of a woman a victim of the witch witch trials burning to death on a stake the entire opening credits is just her screaming in agony and poor acting might i add screaming poorly acting in agony for an entirety of two minutes and it's like it is so gross to me and so hard for me to swallow the the dis- disgusting victimization of women that this, these films love to fucking these these are just such trashy like exploitative films for me and why I can't get over it is I think number one just the victimization of these women and my fear that in real life these women were probably very much victims of the of the film system and number two this idea of just how fucking problematic the representation of minorities are in these films. Can we talk about the 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 servant, the black servant, Jesus? That is a problematic character. When he walked in, I, I had a problem with with Count Coors, whatever his name is, Count Coors Light, having mm-hmm. <laughs> Count Coors Light 
obviously makes a satanic deal with the devil after they sacrifice a virgin. And the, the satanic parts get not fun when I see these women who are basically being held against their will raped. What was up with the belly button thing too, dude? Was there power in the belly button? I gotta get myself a satanic book because ew, with the <laughs> belly button part. And why was she all orgasmic when they were touching her belly no, button? No, that was the other movie. Oh, whatever. Still creepy. They blend together for me. <laughs> oh, see, now that, see, that was going to be my point that like in Twins of Evil, yes, we are sacrificing an unwilling virgin. The sacrifice in Satanic Rites of Dracula, I don't think it was so much, I think it was a willing sac, a willing participant in the sacrifice. Don't get me started on the second film yet. "Mm, Because I just- She was down with it. Maybe she you was don't like, know sacrifice the, me. You don't know the magnetic powers of your belly button getting booped. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Maybe. I'll I try have it not, later. It's, I'll try it later. It's been a minute. It's been a minute <laughs> since I've had my belly button booped. Who I'm so steamed my belly buttons. I'm it's so steamed my belly buttons. Yeah, this girl was such a victim. Uh, he has like his evil doers, his nayer duels who help him. Uh, you know sacrifice for the devil only the problem is they're all in it just for funsies because they're bored in central europe he's this count constance in it because he really does want to become evil he winds up a vampire which i don't understand why satan comes and he's like you could be a vampire um but i don't know why satanic rights make us vampires but okay so then he turns the mean twin she's the bitch twin too there's always a bitch twin she's it um the bitch she turns he turns the bitch twin into a vampire blah 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 but my my biggest problem with these films is that the entire thing hinges on when are these women finally going to get all the way naked this is literally just was this just poor soft porn in the 70s and that's what what we're doing See, i didn't feel like the the nudity was that i feel like there could have been way more i like harry 70s bush though here for it there wasn't harry 70s yes there was you could see it through a little shirt her little white flimsy yeah i there you could see all of it you could see every tree in that forest. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of them. It was there the 70s after all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't, like I said, I like this one better. Than, I, they, like I said, they're both very mediocre to me. I like this one better. I thought this one was a little bit at least really? more interesting. Okay. The other one was just very like, yeah, run of the mill. Oh, this see, I had least... more fun with the themes of the next one. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. this one, this one I did like, like I said, I liked the twins. I liked how... I liked how Frida did her twin dirty. Like I, they, like they literally do a body swap. So oh, the good Mar- twin Mar- is about to be killed. Yeah, the Maria highlight too. in this whole whole movie for me were the practical effects because at the end they behead Frida with like one nice slice Solid of the knife. Slide, yeah, and it's so good, like seventies practical effects. Like oh, I really God, did enjoy hilarious. that. Like I'm not being facetious or sarcastic. I was super here for that beheading scene. I really like that. And then I like at the end that like th- this this movie just kind of like very very much ends abruptly. It's like the vampires are killed, and you know Peter Cushing Peter Cushing was killed, which he kind of in his own right gets comeuppance because though he thinks he's on the side of good, it's like all confused with religion and you know basically puritanical you know values. And then like you know our our the the teacher's brother and our good twin like are all embracing and then it just kind of ends and literally like uh, it, it was it was like a strong bad email because it was just it was action 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 <laughs> it's over and that's it yep. like, it was just no, done it's... and I was like wait what is it is it done already like it just it just happened and then it was done no I I agree with you I think I, I mean listen the themes of the dichotomies was was somewhat interesting but 
Frida was, you're right. Frida was, if anything, maybe one of the more redeeming qualities of the film. She is a delicious little villain. I liked her speech about how pervy men are really the real problem in in society because retweet, sister. Um, (laughs) But at the end of the day, to me, this film just could, does, cannot exist in today's world. Should not exist really anywhere. I'm, Um, I'm curious if I'm slightly desensitized to uh, like some of what you were talking about only because like for probably the last 20 years or so any and every book I can get on witchcraft and the Salem witch trials and witches of European history like I've read some really intense shit about you know the persecution of you know women healers who were doing nothing more than mashing some herbs together and trying to make sure that your cow doesn't die but when the cow dies, you're a witch and we're going to persecute you and do all these horrible things and people not being believed and things like that. I'm wondering if I'm like slightly desensitized just from reading and studying the subject for, you know, just like I said, I, I absorb that stuff. Like that's one of the key, like one of the few subjects that like I, anytime I see a book about it, I pick it up, I read it. Like, I'm, I wonder if at this point I'm desensitized to, to that only because i mean i I taught the crucible for many years so you think i'd have a little stronger stomach for this stuff but it 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 never ceases to work me up about how easily and systemically you know marginalized people are victimized Mm -hmm. in society i think a film like this kind of you're right maybe i'm a little triggered by it that's fair Uh, well and like you said and you're right the 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 whole witchcraft in salem witch trials where in reality i mean it's it's terrible but you're right, like European witch trials, like their whole thing, so much worse than America. Like, and and it went on for so, so much longer. Like that was, that, that there's no joke when that one, Europeans are fucking cray cray. Yeah, no, agreed. And, and I think it's also like, to me, it's like the cool themes that this film calls to are not done by design or not done by clever writing and clever movie making. Yeah. It's done by cautionary tale about what we shouldn't do. Like I said, like the black servant, I had so much problem with the representation of a black male in the film because he's literally at one point comes in, he can't talk and he's like making, you know, making like playing uh, win, lose or draw with them to get them to figure out what he means. And it's like, it's so problematic. It's so problematic that he's a villain. It's so problematic that he's uh, associated with satanic issues because of the color of his skin. It's also like, what exactly is this film trying to say? Because yes, religion, religious zealousness sucks. I agree with you. People lose themselves in religion and do shitty things in the name of it literally every day. I agree that, you know, it's dangerous to do the black and white, the yin and yang, the, the good and evil, like, and it gets muddied. But at the end of the day, to me, Frida was just as much of a victim. She was a girl with no options. She was a girl in a society that gave her, oppressed her to the point where the only option she had was to go bad in order to try to find some sort of fucking autonomy and find some power for herself. I'm like good on her until she, honestly, I was like, yay for you, girl, until if she did her sister dirty because I was kind of messed up. To me, if a Hammer horror film is anything, it's an opportunity for, and it's funny because I tried to find some academic discourse to to interact with about Hammer horror films. And all of the defense of Hammer that I read, because I did a lot of like Hammer horror and feminism, Hammer horror and problematic stereotypes. And all I found was, white straight men who grew up on this stuff it gave them you know total spank bank material and and they say it's okay because hey back then they couldn't they didn't have Pornhub 
Like, I can't tell you how many apologist hammer horror film critiques I read that were basically like, well, hey, leave it alone because it was our only chance to see titties. And I'm like, cool beans, cool story. But how many of these women were forced to exploit themselves for these films, had no choice but to show their bodies and be literally victimized on screen? Because because it was the 70s, and if you wanted to make a movie, you probably had to show your boobs to somebody, whether it was on screen or off screen. So it's like, I, I just, I took, I found so little defense of Hammer Horror films that made any sense to me. This film felt so icky to me. I don't know. Like I said, I just, I get kind of. Norm- you know what? And I, normally I'm, I'm 100% with you. My only, my only retort to that is, like you said, the, the girls that played the twins in this movie, had already been in Playboy. So I don't know that anybody was forcing them. Like, I think that to me, that is, I don't know what I want to say. I don't feel like there was any sort of victimization in them showing their goodies in this movie because that's something they've been choosing to do already. They had already chosen to do Playboy. They are very comfortable in their skin. Like, I don't I don't know that I want to... I feel put like a, most, put a pin in that one because I feel like I think so many one, of the women who yeah, yeah I mean in, obviously that that's not right you know, every I, I situation know. is completely yeah. different but I, I don't know twins, that I, I, I don't like, know that I buy that any of the women from the 70s in the playboy manner were, were really thinking we're really giving full what really understood what the full like listen I think it's empowering if women want to do porn if women want to do you know nude posing all that kind of stuff I'm all about it right like don't tell me I don't come to your corner and tell you how to do it so I agree I think there's something incredibly empowering about things like that I think women I'm one of the a big fan of legalizing all sorts of like prostitution and stuff like that if women want to have those choices with themselves that's their it's empowering they should do what they want to do but I suspect that in the 60s and 70s it wasn't fully they didn't fully understand what they were consenting to. And my, my fear when I look at things, and I can even bring it back to like the Macbeth Playboy uh, production, all kinds of, of movies where Playboy bunnies were promised an acting career. And really yeah. all that happened was they got used for their bodies. You know what I mean? Like, let's be honest, neither of these girls were going to go on to have meaningful acting careers. Neither of them were very good actresses. <laughs> but instead of being like, yeah, you're not so good for this. So they roll with it because they know they'll show their boobs is my big concern. And again, I could be totally off the mark here. These women could have been very much aware of what the choices they were making and happy with their own lives. And if so, then, you, you know, go, yeah, yeah, go sister. But yeah. at the end of the day, I can't help but be scared that exploitation and false promises and rapey manipulations of women and and minorities was all behind all this because again the only two minorities i saw in these films were both super problematic characters so i'm gonna die on the hill that i think hammer horror needs to go into the vault and not come out i just don't think that this is a film worth watching i just personally i think i could go the rest of my life without watching another hammer horror movie the only thing that makes me sad is that i do love to watch me some christopher lee and peter cushing so yeah and then so in that's a good transition into 1973's the satanic rites of dracula aka count dracula and his vampire bride aka an autobiographical tale of the adventures of elon musk and jeffrey bezos yeah (laughs) (laughs) because this film is all about corporate rich white men fucking around and find it out (laughs) that's very true that is very true next thing you know You've got, you've literally awoken the Prince of Darkness because Elon Musk gets bored. He's, you know, uh, I'm going to tweet with McDonald's about, you know, Bitcoin and dojis. And the next thing you know, he's bored. 
he has satanic rituals he brings over a couple of his rich ceo friends the next thing you know vampires and they, yeah, do, they all deserve to die yeah <laughs> the only thing i could say for this film i have two statements and i'm gonna let you i'm curious to see what you think number one i hope all the rich ceos die slow painful deaths and number two man i love the securities uniform the shirt yeah, i actually have a note <laughs> I oh, said Walmart would be classier if they had fur-lined vests. I know. Who was like, all right, so we need a security team. We need them, <laughs> we need them to be, you know, designated. We need a, a uniform here. I know. Yeah. Sure. Vests. Vests. <laughs> and can we get them mopeds? Oh, can well, we get them mopeds? I mean, we've got an unlimited budget here. We are rich men who run, we are rich white CEOs. Of course we can get mopeds. You get a fur. And you know what? It was real fur. Because nothing but the best for the security guys but i gotta tell you if they're hiring i'm feeling that uniform yeah <laughs> and some nice bell-bottom jeans what it was you know what the, the beginning of the opening credits of this movie i i have to give it to the opening credits because i am here for like a good animated opening were you and into the little shadow vampire it was they like kept showing these like scenes yeah. from like london and i guess all over the uk but like the whole time this like one static pose shadow of Dracula just kind of kept getting bigger and bigger. And it was like straight up porn music playing in, oh, the, in this intro. The scores like was, for these films are literally fantastic. all porn music. Fantastic. <laughs> um, no, I, I really liked, I liked the shadow opening. I liked the the, porn the shadow did music. make me happy. I'll give you that. But again, so, like this was another one that was just very average kind of boring storyline. Like it's what it is. Like CEOs want power. They, you know, Dracula's there. They got to sacrifice a really horny victim. And, and, and she, then didn't, some... she didn't want any of that, to be fair. She, she wanted, was, she was super into that. She was not. She, she was scared. Was. They, that's probably you, all that, that of... kind of noises you make when you're scared. Cause if that's, I did. yes, if I that's did. the case, then we're going to all the haunts this year. Cause she did uh, not make scared uh. noises. <laughs> oh. oh. Uh. She, that was, again, that's the kind of stuff that really makes me angry is that like, don't take a victim who's tied to an altar in a satanic ritual being done by, by Jeffrey Bezos and Elon Musk. And but I'm probably going to get sued. Ooh, I hope so. That'd be such good publicity for the show. <laughs> I hope they come at me and be like, yeah, take my $20 in my savings. Have fun. Oh, bye-bye. Bastards, bye. Um, it's fine. I'll just say allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. No, but um, so this one I thought I was going to get super into because I'm all, I liked well, first of all, Christopher Lee and, and Peter Cushing, right? So I was like all excited to see Christopher Lee do some more Dracula. I was all excited to see a little Van Helsing or Van Schmelsing or whatever he winds up being called. I <laughs> no, he's you're right. He's I think it's funny because I'm like, I was expecting like, oh, this is the great, 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 great grandson of Van Helsing. But they're like, no, this is Van Helsing. P.S. Who was it? Van Helsing's daughter, the redheaded yeah. woman. Yeah, she was hot. She, she was, was hot. hot. Uh, yeah, she was super hot. Um, so again, so let's talk about women in this film because there's another doozy. So the only women in this film are either the evil Asian minority, you know, supernatural woman, which again, super problematic representation of marginalized people. You can't just have the only one person who's a guru around say taking rituals just happen to be the only Asian person in your film. She's and it's funny because that woman's been in a ton of stuff. I looked her up. She always she was just so stuck playing the cultural, like the token mystical the mystic Asian minority. Thing, but yeah, yeah. like it, which make which riles me up so much but 
The other thing that kind of frustrated me, me was that truthfully, this film felt boring at times. It wasn't, well, yeah. I did dig the whole bubonic, like Satan. So I guess in hammer logic, Dracula is like a tool of the devil. Dracula decides he's had enough with goodbye, cruel world. He's a little emo in this one. And he decides that he's going to literally be done. But before he does, he's going to unleash like the plague 2.0. Yes. So that's an important part plot point that I found interesting. But then, and, and I found it interesting that leave it to white rich men to perpetuate this, like get bored and try to bring Satan and Dracula back to life and then overbite, when, you know, take off more than they could chew and then blame minorities for it and women. But <laughs> can you tell how riled up I was the entire time? <laughs> but at the end of the day, like all I kept being was like, what? Rich white men are pedophiles and creeps? What? They have secret societies? What? They get away with murder? What? That's, but, that's then, whack. That is whack. This is too far off that. This is too fictional for me. This is ridiculous. This would never happen in our world. And then I was like, oh, wait. Oh. Yeah. And worse. then at the end of it all, when they're like, oh, wait, you want to release the plague? Oh, we didn't sign up for that. <laughs> well, that hit too close to home. You just signed up for <laughs> satanic rites with Dracula. But yeah. somehow the plague is too much for you. I know. And every woman in this film is either chained to a wall or mm-hmm. like I loved even in the Secret Service, the one girl who's doing so much of the legwork to figure everything out. She walks in with the slides. She's like, here's all the photos. I just did all this really hard fucking work for you. And they're like, cool. Can you get me coffee? And then I'll see you later. I know. Like, that too. I'm like, wait, they, they literally in that scene talk so about bad. how integral she is to the research like they talk about her like an equal and she walks in like yeah here's all this research i did and he's like you are so important to this like we would right. not have gotten we this value far. you could you please get us all a coffee Thank right you. literally Thank they're you. like we this girl really killed it she's arguably the best agent we've got but she's abroad she's a <laughs> like, yeah that, that cracked me up i was no, like oh i'm glad you laughed i was like fucking hulk smashing shit like i fucking hate the world <laughs> like you know i get too triggered and then i get all worked <sighs> up and then i sit there scribbling furious notes about rich white people and society and oh god this whole movie was like an exercise in sh- like stress relief for me like i just got so worked up in every quarter i will say my favorite scene personally was the the one where van helsing was sitting across from drac but drac had the big light shining on him so he couldn't tell it was drac i was like hee, wait till he sees it's drac um but he knew because he's been he pushing knew. he's a bad he's bitch my my favorite scene is at the end when all of the the when dracula's there can we talk about and all the ceos are there <laughs> And like they're revealing the plot, and Dracula was like, "You are my four horsemen of the apocalypse." Yeah. And then one of the guys breaks the bottle and starts to die, and then I immediately was like, "You are my three horsemen <laughs> of the apocalypse." Well, I was like, "Oh, oh!" When he, I was like, "Peter Cushing, don't touch him!" Ew, like I was yeah, so yeah. skeet. That was the scariest part for me. I was so schemed by the plague guy. Also, is Dracula a magician too? Did he like at one point make like a coin come out of Peter Cushing's ear, or like he? <laughs> started doing magic tricks for a while too and i was yeah, like i'm here for he does this. close-up magic you know <laughs> pick a card any card i'm also literally Dracula, like but still i need did, to make money he, he literally was like pulling a scarf out of his sleeve like it was fucking absurd like i was like christopher lee really like this is your baddest he was so well, not a badass dracula like he's and to that point he was killed by a sticker bush <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about 
Dra- the ending of this movie literally consists of Dracula dying because he gets caught in, <laughs> in like some twigs. Like yeah. literally. Like I get the I get the biblical foot. reference. You of know, that because they made mention oh. that the crown of thorns that Jesus uh, apparently that was wore. Hardly a crown of thorns. That was literally. Right. Well, they make bush. mention that that was from a very specific type of tree. Uh, right. Some some spe- species of tree was very specific for crown of thorns. So that's why when he was trying to draw Dracula out, he knew that he would be walking through the same kind of sticker bush that the crown <laughs> of thorns was made out of. First and because of, of that, that's how it magically kills him because of Jesus. I will be the first to say those little fucking prickly things are terrifying. And I they hate suck. them. They do They're suck. scary. They stick to you. They're like comic, like they're like video game like they it's like they should exist in a mario game because you throw it at somebody it sticks to them and it pinches them like it's almost like it shouldn't exist in real life i am not gonna pretend that again stuck in one of those bushes wouldn't fucking wreck my day yeah i would be talking about it for a week but if i'm dracula and i'm the fucking king of darkness and i am literally a representation of hell and satan on earth and i'm a bad bitch christopher lee i think i'm gonna roll out of the sticker bush and be like, go into my crane kick and be like, all right, you got me there. That sucks, fucking bad housing, but bring it. I am yeah, not going to exactly. be. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Thinking you about will later. melt. You will melt. That's what will happen. What you get happened? caught in a sticker then bush. I, I it have... starts to wrap itself around and you, you're dead. dead style. Dead. And then you're dead. I'm sorry. I'll tell you what, I'm I, sorry. I think I need to keep a, a sticker bush around in case Satanists, rich white men, there or Dracula ever come again. <laughs> You just you just stand behind it and and that was that was kind of funny that at one point Van Helsing was like Dracula ooh over here yeah like Betty Betty Boo Boo like that was the worst fight between Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee I dude I think if I asked my daughter to write a scene where Dracula battles Van Helsing and he somehow kills him at the end my my 11 year old could write a more exciting ending because literally he so who in the writers room was like all right guys stick with me here. He's going to roll through a bush. It's going to fuck his shit up and he's going to die. And then for extra fun, Ram Van Helsing pick a ring off his body. Because what was that? Like, why are you, are you grave digging? What are you doing? <laughs> Don't touch his shit. He just died. That's disrespectful. And that is, do not disrespect Dracula. Do not disrespect so the right hand of the devil. Rude. <laughs> rude so also who's the bride of the devil did i miss dracula did i miss the part it where he's supposed took a bride? to be van helsing's daughter because she was the last sacrifice at the that's end right and oh, he was saying it. that right, like right, basically right. he wants to make her a vampire and then gotcha. kill everybody else yeah okay yeah. i mean i get it she's super hot she really was I she was, I, was yeah, I'd, I'd make out with her um yeah. i also have some again yeah it just really i don't know why this got stuck in my car but it really bothered me that he basically was a was like a pickpocket at the end of, of dragula's dead body don't touch that fucking van helsing it's like you know i get that you're like you know don't get into indiana jones level where you're now you're stealing from culture you know like it's <laughs> it's gray area it's gray area um i i have to say talking about this made me i might have liked this movie more than i let on but it's so fucking stupid and it was just so dumb that that was how yeah, it was it was Peter just, Van both of them just so was, mediocre and, and kind both of average of their like last not their, their last turns in this role yeah so you would yeah. think that that battle at the end would be like a 30 minute long epic two old men doing fucking fake 70s movie karate for like an hour that's what i'm in it for like not for 
over a fucking sticky bush to take him down. And then he like booped his nose and he was dead. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. Well, that was the worst ending to a, to a horror film that had Peter Van Helsing and Dracula go up against each other that I think I'll ever see in my life. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a really poor we've showing. We've seen some doozies. <laughs> we have. That was, a, that was a poor showing. Oh, God. Um, yeah, and I agree with you. My other big thing was why the hell the girl who's being sacrificed as a virgin to, to Satan it put, gets chicken blood poured on her and is like, <laughs> and then they boop her belly button six times in a row. And it's like, the I mean, maybe I should try it. Who knows? Don't knock it, right? I'm not cake shaving. Just saying. You do you. I'm just saying. Just saying. So, yeah. So I'm glad that we finally bit the bullet and did some Hammer Horror hammer, hammer movies. Hammer Horror. Hammer Horror. Hammer Horror. But I can speak to the fact that I will never watch another one. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to give some of the 60s movies a try. I feel Have like- fun, sister. So yeah, so we got a lot of exciting things brewing over at Jersey Ghoul's headquarters. I know I am looking forward to March. March is going to be so much uh, fun. I've already you say it's going to be madness, people, Jackie. It's going full of man. I've already had some people asking me, uh, me what too. our topic is this year, I'll which makes me just show. so happy that we have people like anticipating because it's it's mm-hmm. truly it's 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 one of the most stressful times in Jersey Ghouls. It year. is. It's a long, right? It's a long, but it's also, long. it's our favorite episode to record. Like we I agree. love doing March Madness. I agree. It's a long process, but I love it so much. And I got to tell you, best sticky bush kills is going to be really exciting for this year. <laughs> I, I can't wait. It is. We finally have <laughs> narrowed down. We've got 32 movies, best sticker best bush sticky kills. bushes. Who, kn- and I who knows you, coming who out knew? on top? Who knew? The real villain in this world is, you know, I've been, pers- I've been studying horror academically for years now, and I finally solved it. The real problem is society sticky bushes. <laughs> there we go. Marginalized and- minorities, sticker bushes. Sticker bushes. You know? To be fair. Victimization of women, sticker bushes. <laughs> to be fair, I fucking hate sticky bushes. That's just. They, no, they suck in any form. Yeah. They do suck. We have a rose bush. We have like one little rose bush in our backyard. And it doesn't even have a lot of blooms on it, but right. I always manage to touch it in like a thorn spot. And I'm like, Fuck. Yeah. which maybe is more my fault than the roses, but no, I fucking, I will. I, you're nicer for, yeah, I wouldn't even entertain the thought of a rose bush in my yard because I'm like, fuck anything with thorns on it. Like I just, cause I am a person, I am a human being who will fall into sticky bushes every time. Like yeah. whether it's because I've had too much to drink, whether it's because I'm just having a bad day, whether it's cause I'm a klutzy motherfucker. I do not need to be around anything that's going to hurt me. That's organic. So, <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, no. So we got a lot of good stuff brewing. I cannot wait to dive into the win- the rest of the winter and then come out like the little spring blossoms that we yeah. are. I think we continue. I vote we continue to head through the decades. I'm curious to hear what you guys have to think. If you're feeling our tromps through the decades, let me know. I kind of feel like now that we've gotten to the late 70s, now we're just in modern times, but I'm also right. willing to keep growing with this pursuit. I don't know. I'm torn. I don't know. I would I would be happy if we looked at late 70s. Let's do that. And then yeah. what do you think? We just call the 80s our, our time. Like, our, like now we're back to modern times. <laughs> our time. I like I that we act we, like the 80s is modern times. That was literally I think we, I know. Ago. Oh my God. Well, I mean, the 70s was only 20 years ago. So. Right. Um, I don't understand why everybody's getting it. It is. I'm still in the 80s. So. Calm down. <laughs> I'm Calm watching, down. I'm watching Cobra Kai and I've never felt more akin to a character than Johnny because he does not want to leave the 80s. Like yeah. he listens to 80s music. He refuses to acknowledge technology. He refuses to acknowledge movies that exist in modern time. And I'm like, man, that's that's us, bro. Like that's, we are we Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, we got a lot of exciting stuff coming up over the next couple of months. So definitely stick with us fans. Um, make sure you give us a, a like, 
and a review on any of the platforms you're listening to. I don't know. I might have to, I might have to pull us off Spotify if this continues, who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Now that Spotify has the star rating, head over to Spotify. And if you don't mind, if you like what you hear, uh, please give us five stars on Spotify. That would and be remember really to ask fun. them to get rid of douchebags who shouldn't be perpetuating lies on their podcasts. So <laughs> I mean, listen, if Joni Mitchell and Neil Diamond tell me to do something, I perk up and listen. I don't know. That's just me. Um, yeah. Give us a like. Give us a listen. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about because I'm always looking for good new movies. I'm kind of in a weird existential crisis vibe because I feel like 2021 was a little bit of a letdown for me in the world of horror. So I'm looking for some big, heavy hitting, good new crap to check out. I'm watching All of Us Are Dead on Netflix. It's a decent show. I think you know, unfortunately, I think the streaming platforms is where all the good stuff's coming out these days. So prove me wrong. Let me know what's going on. We got to hit yeah. up Scream 5 too. I haven't even seen it yet. Good grief. Um, um, when that's like free on one of the streaming sites, I'll watch it, but I'm not paying money for that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. See, I yeah. would have went to the movies if I wasn't still a little skewed out by the whole, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, once again, like I watched the trailer and I'm like, again with this, like, I don't know. We're going to suck. I'm, I'm going to talk out so my weird, ass, you're but, like, like, we're going to. Yeah. rehash it all and like somebody that we never suspected to be the killer is going to end up being the killer and they're going to retcon it that they've been behind it the whole time again i'm speaking completely out of my ass that's just my like shitty guess but like yeah like i'll watch it it's weird when it's you're free. such a slasher you're such a slashers fan i thought you'd be yeah but you know what scream scream is great i really like the first scream but i don't hold like the original scream to the esteem that a lot of people do oh uh, yeah see movie. i think the i mean scream but i don't think was... it's like the end all be all pinnacle of like the mid 90s like i know what it did oh, for horror, interesting and okay. i do really like it like Stu and billy are like badass like i do really like it um but yeah like scream are... has never been one of those end all be all i don't think nev's campbell's uh I don't think Sydney is like the best final girl. Like she's cool. But like, again, I enjoy scream. It's never at like the top of my list of who I want to rewatch it. So I like it, but I'm not like super down with scream. I'm a big scream person. I gotta say, I think scream really, to me, really rejuvenated my, like, it was kind of like one of those things that perked my love for horror right back up in the mid nineties mm-hmm. when I thought it was kind of slipping and sliding. I also full disclosure, love all the other films. I know they're not nearly, some of them are not nearly as good, but I thought scream four was kind of fun. I enjoyed, I liked a lot of the characters that were like the actresses that were in it. Cause I thought they were really fun uh, and, and very big at the moment in that time. I don't know. I, I I'm excited to see it. I just, I got to get out like I said, there I'll, I definitely will see it, but it'll be like on a streaming service. Like I'm yeah, not fair enough. VOD. I'm not going to the theater to see it. So oh, it if it's on demand, I'm giving them my monies. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, like I'll, I'll wait for it to be free somewhere. So, oh yeah, no, I'll pay for it as soon as it comes out available, but yeah, uh, hit us up. Let us know what you want to hear. And as always, make sure you're following us on social media, interact with us. I love talking to people. We've been getting some good messages in lately. I always love, um, interacting with other horror fans so and come spring and summer the jersey ghouls will be starting to come out of our cocoon like the beautiful butterflies that we are and start rejoining the world around us i'm looking forward to creature feature in august looking forward to a bunch of other fun cons and activities where you can come out hang out with us meet us and talk to celebrities and all that good stuff so keep 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 tuned keep keep in tune y'all definitely we will have all of the information posted as things get closer but we are just as much excited to be in the world again as you are um and yeah i think that's about it uh like i said rate us on spotify rate us on itunes it's not itunes it's apple music whatever the fuck it's called i don't know i don't have apple check out our myspace it's really hopping these days oh yeah we'll put you in our top eight
<laughs> Maybe. Yeah, if you send us a message, if you rate us five stars <laughs> on Spotify, we'll put you in our top eight on my. Oh, and that is a promise. That is a Texas-sized Ted Forga buddy. That is a promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this train wreck. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.